Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello, welcome back friends and family to Homeschool Together. Thank you so much for supporting us. We had a great month last month and we we know we've stepped down in our podcast, the number of podcasts we had, but Mm -hmm. we had a, it basically tied one of our, our, our best months ever. So we'd like to thank everybody who is continuing to support the podcast, all you new listeners out there who are binging old episodes. Thank you so much. And if you want to find a way to support the podcast, there's two, well, three ways to do it. There's a mm-hmm. support page down below. Um, you can also hit subscribe. And then one of the best ways you can do is share it with another family or friends. It's one of the best ways you can help yeah, us with the podcast. tell other folks about it. Now, listen, today we're doing an episode that like, you know, when you, when you have that fastball down the middle and you have a home run hitter and, you know, mm-hmm. You know, Aaron, Aaron, was it Aaron? You're starting with the metaphors yeah, early tonight. Aaron Judge, right? <laughs> you, you throw it right down the middle and he, he blasts it out of the park, right? That type of thing. Um, today is Ariel's, mm. this is the heater. <sighs> throw me the heater today, guys. And today is all about mastering time management. So this is something that Ariel's very good at being a project manager. She is always good about putting the Lego pieces in the right order and making sure your project <laughs> reaches <laughs> entitlement. That's a little corporate term there for as fast as you possibly can go. <laughs> um, but today we're going to talk a lot about time management. We know, you know, one, one of the great, I think, um, misunderstandings around homeschool is that, you know, we just sit at home all day long. Yeah, and we have all the time in the all world. All the time in the world, I know. And, and we all know, everybody, lis- everybody listening to this right now is just laughing because they, they know they have, you know, all the sports, all the get-togethers, oh all the co-ops, hobbies, uh, and tutoring, and play dates, and, and all of it, right? Field trips, and I mean, we are so busy. I, we're every bit as busy as a public school family, if not more than. Yeah. Um. You know, it, with a public school family, their kids go to school all day, and yeah. then they may have a bunch of sports yeah. and things in the evening. They feel really busy, but their day is usually only made up of a couple of main events. Yeah. A homeschool family's day could be made up of like eight different things. I mean. <laughs> There are days when we are going to all kinds of stuff. Our daughter has four different classes and we have a park meetup and we have, you know, I have a play rehearsal that night and, yeah, right. and there's one kid's got to go swimming and the other one's going here. And we've got like all of these different well, things happening. And, and this is a great example. So let's talk a little bit like we're, we're not trying to be, you know, who's got the best schedule on the, on the street? Uh, no, thing. not but, at all. You know, we've obviously got the home. We've got our homeschooling, which is a thing, you know, in and of itself. We're now mm-hmm. doing two kids homeschooling. So yeah. I'm not just the single kid homeschooling with the kid playing in the corner type of thing. So I'm now doing stuff with both kids. Mm-hmm. We have the parent partnership, mm-hmm. which is a, a beast in and of itself. There's a the, the little one's going to preschool, so she has events and things that she needs mm-hmm. to do. She's in dance class. That's not part of her preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, the older one is doing swim, uh, a volleyball. Mm-hmm. The little one is now doing swimming twice a day, mm-hmm. volleyball twice a week, and we have volleyball on Saturday. So we are very busy. They're oh, both going to scouts. They're both going to Girl Scouts. So Daddy we, is a writer. Dad. Mommy is in the works full time. I'm going, in. I'm in the middle of my MBA. MBA program. And, and I'm stage managing a show right now for. So I'm in rehearsal. 
rehearsals five nights a week. So there you go. So this so, this is a very topical And we show. run this, you know, little, little humble podcast. Humble podcast. Um, so, you know, we, we have, and then of course we have, you know, families and friends yeah, and course. all of those type of obligations all the play, too. All the play days. And, and field and... trips and it's fall. And so we have corn harvest trips and we have volunteering with the Girl Scouts this weekend to yep. pick corn for the food bank. And yeah. we just have all kinds of things going on. Our schedule is very full. It hurts my eyes to look at it. It does. Um, and so you wonder this question of like, how do I manage my time? Because we certainly, I mean, our family, at least we like to be busy. I know a lot of people like to be busy, mm-hmm. but we don't want to be over busy. We don't want to be harried. We still want our, the primary purpose of having our kids at home is that we are homeschooling them. And if we've got so many activities and things going on that we can't effectively do that, then we have, we have missed the target. <laughs> we're off <laughs> so the target. Yeah. We're always trying to make sure that we're kind of keeping our eye on the prize there and knowing that that is what is chiefly important in mm-hmm. the day, um, that and, and our family time together and the rest of it kind of needs to, to fall afterwards. So trying to keep it all balanced is, is a real struggle. And so this one, this episode for me was a lot of research where I was kind of thinking about like, what are the challenges for our family, for other families? And what are some strategies that we use and some that we don't use that I'm going to maybe start using <laughs> yeah. um, to help to help us as well with time management? Because it can be really, really tough, especially for new homeschool parents who think like who, who don't understand quite how busy we are. Yeah. Um, and, and slowly it's like, I think a little bit like a, it's like a frog in boiling water a little bit, except some, for, for some it, that water heats up real fast yeah. and they're like immediately in a bunch of tutoring classes and play dates and co-ops and stuff. And um, it can be kind of overwhelming. Yeah. It's one of those things that uh, it's best to be turned on slowly um, so that you kind of get, you know, you find the new normal, you find out what, what you can do best. Um, you know, you kind of work through your problems and you just layer things on. It's very hard. That's the best way to do it. We never do that. We never do that, we right? We never do that. No, nobody ever does that. When, <laughs> it sounds really logical. Like, yeah, just take one thing at a time and then see if you can handle it. And then, ooh, take one new thing and just work it into your schedule. It'll no, be fine. It never works we never do that. We sign up for everything at once. We're like, okay, D-Day is on the 14th or whatever. <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. starts, you know. Exactly. We, we never go slow. Um, and I, I don't actually know any family that takes it slow either. If you're one of those families, I think yeah, that's great. Power, power to you. I, that's, like, that's like who I want to be, but I, I'm not. Well, it's funny because when the summer ends, it just turns on like a fire hose yeah. for us. It's I, I saw it coming. It was like kind of like a tidal wave coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kept telling you, go, it's coming. It's coming. You're like, no, it's going to be okay. We're going to be all right. I got, right. A, I got this great calendar. And you're calendar. like, no, 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 no. The no. show's starting. Your MBA class is starting. Class. Like the, 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 the parent partnership is starting. The scouts, the swim, the dance, the volleyball, it's all starting. And I'm now like, like at the same time. The assistant volleyball coach. It's, it's just, it's the thing. It's the thing, yeah. It's the it's, thing. It's busy. So. so, so we've articulated kind of what we are look like. Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> let's, we digress. We, we digress. <laughs> uh, no, we're, no, it's setting the table, Ariel. Right, well, well, I just we're one of you. <laughs> just, we. I think it's funny sometimes when you listen to podcasters or even YouTubers, and they're so like. I don't know, they're like on another plane. And I kind of think like, oh man, I'd love to be that person. But it it almost feels just too aspirational, like I can't get there. But we just want you to know... We, we see you. We, we are here with you in the time management. Well, it, was be funny, tough. it was funny. You came home yesterday and you said, um, you know, normally you know, I got my act together. I got my stuff together. Oh my gosh. And, and you, you were a hot mess yesterday. You, you go upstairs and you go, what happened to our bedroom? I go, I don't know. 
She goes, it's a disaster. I go, oh, they were playing spy kids up in the oh, bedroom. Oh, oh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting off of work and meeting you at the YMCA to take our daughter to swim lessons. And yes. she shows up. She's wearing flip-flops and a skirt. It's 55 degrees and it's pouring rain outside. She's got no shirt. She has no coat. And guess what? She has no towel. And she's going to swim lessons. So I walk in to swim with a child who is completely unprepared for swimming. She has a suit on. She has a swimsuit on. She's got no towel. I had to like beg the poor YMCA staff for a towel that they had to like give me like on the down low because they're not supposed to. uh, Ma'am, we don't have towel service. I'm like, yeah, I I know. But my husband left me. He abandoned me because you had to go to volleyball. And so she, I'm there at swim and I've got like nothing. And then I've got to get this kid outside. We're running through the parking lot. It's just pouring. I'm like, you were home all day. I she didn't even have a towel. And listen, I was like, what was happening? And listen, you there, said, I there, don't, you go, you go, the time got away from me. Listen, there are days, <laughs> there are days where even Michael Jordan has an off game. LeBron has an off game. I had an off game yesterday. Yeah. I had, I had no responsibilities. I, you're lucky I was on my PJs yesterday. It was funny because I was like, what happened before I, these lessons? This, here's, here's, here's even more. I didn't even work out yesterday. Well, here's the funny thing. I go, I go, what happened? And by the way, the kids need to clean the, they need to clean up our bedroom. And you were like, huh? Like you didn't even know our bedroom was a total pit. <laughs> it was a design. There was toys and a fort everywhere in our bedroom. So the spy kids. It, it happens to us too, y'all. It does. So it happens to us. Let's everyone. get into challenges. <laughs> challenges. So obviously we, we kind of articulated it. You have a lot of responsibilities, right? Like with oh homeschooling, like, like I'm juggling, juggling everything. It's funny. I, I think you sometimes look at me very funny at the end, at the end of the night. We're like, we're going to do it right after this podcast. I'm going to walk five feet that way. I'm going to pull out lunches and breakfast stuff. And he sets out the, he sets out the, the bowls or the plates and with the spoons, spoons, sets the cereal out, sets the, sets the cups out. I'm like, you've saved yourself like 20 seconds. Like I don't get it, but, but I think it's a mental thing. It's a mental it's thing. It's like you want to be mentally prepared. Oh, and I'm just laying out what I'm doing. I have all these responsibilities. Like tomorrow's going to be a big day. I have got to take the little one to the homes, you know, the, the parent partnership, the, and I've got to drive two other kids to the parent partnership. And then we've got to do this like switcheroo lunch thing and then I've got to come back and then we're going to have, you know, uh, obviously swim later that night and then uh, volleyball. And then you're going to go to the play and we're going to have to do the hot swap at the play mm-hmm. for the one kid. And kids, we, are, we're eating dinner separately tomorrow. We're, we're eating dinner separately. There's going to have to be, you know, obviously we're going to have to do baths at separate times. It's it's just going to be a hot mess tomorrow. And it's just like, I know it. And it's all these responsibilities mm-hmm. I have. Because for some reason... And I'm just a small rant. When you sign your kids up for sports, you sign up, you pay your 150 bucks. Yeah, I want my kid to play this. And they have, there is no schedule. There is no schedule given. So you don't know when volleyball. that you are double booked. Yeah. You have no idea. It's just like, it's like a crapshoot. You just like. I'm happy we're double booked because I, I don't know if I could handle being out every single night at like five or six o'clock but it means that i have to race from work so that i can meet you so we can switch off the kids and i take one this direction you take the other one this direction and there's no way we could have known that because there's no schedule published <laughs> i'm just i'm gonna lament and all you parents out there you're listening to me right now and you're like yes what the heck why don't they just publish the schedule and whoever is the coach of the team needs to sign up for that schedule or else you just you just don't coach but no there is no schedule <laughs> Until after you've already signed up and committed, and then you're like, "Well, shoot, now we're now we're triple booked or whatever." Well, and that's the problem, right? You're juggling so many things, yeah. and there's and so you don't many want one of your kid yeah. kids to miss out and not get to do an activity, right? Exactly. We got to be equitable, yeah, right, yeah. with both the kids, yeah. and and you know, and we only have two. I don't know what you folks out there who have three or four kids, and oh you God. you want to 
obviously you don't want to say like, oh, well, one kid gets to do baseball and the other kids, you know, don't get to do anything because we, the, the, this one kid gets priority. Everybody needs to get, I'm sorry. you know. Sorry, Johnny, you're a soccer kid. You you drove the fall schedule. <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, you it's got to be so difficult to judge. <laughs> yeah. And especially when the practices and things mm-hmm. aren't, uh, you know, aren't given before the season when you sign up, you really are dealing with like, you just don't know what's coming and it yeah. could be an avalanche. So Juggling priorities, you know, if you're a, a parent who might work at home part time while you're while you're you're homeschooling, or maybe you're two working parents, oh, that's even worse. We've talked with folks who are like medical professionals, you know, and they're nurses and doctors and things, and they're like juggling their schedules, and then so they're 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 switching off who has who when. I met a girl at the parent partnership this week that she's actually a nanny, so she's not even the primary parent. So oh, yeah, those, that's right. yeah. yeah, those parents are actually like they're homeschooling part of the time, but because of their work schedule, they also have a nanny, so they're kind of juggling that piece too, and Incredible. making sure that they're handing off their homeschool to her and you know you've got folks like me going back to school and you've got activities and you have family engagements if you got yeah. a lot of family in the area and you have lots of stuff going play on play dates as well getting kids together with their friends i mean right. that's just there's just so many layers of there's responsibility there's so many responsibilities and, and i think i think right out of the bat for most of us and you know this is an issue i think that all families deal with but you know with homeschool we're, we're layering in so many um, things through the day mm-hmm. and, and it can feel overwhelming because it's like you also have sports like all the other families do, but mm-hmm. you, you're trying to, you know, get friends together. You're going to the co-op. You're trying to get your math lesson in. you're trying to do your reading lesson. You're balancing three or four kids. You're you doing know, the grocery shopping. All, and all of that all stuff. Things. And you're bringing the kids along with you, right? And while you have a lot of time, we do also really value having playtime for our kids. Oh, so, absolutely. you know, it's that that's part of our planned in part of our day is for them to have some quiet time. So you can do your workout or, you know, they can have their reading. And it's the day fills very quickly, even though we're not doing formal schooling for as long as they would do in public school. The day seems to fill very quickly. And the other thing is that our kids, and and maybe this is true of a lot of homeschool kids, they don't get up super duper early in the morning. I mean, they're up by, you know, 730-ish, but they like to have... They're up when the school bus drives through the neighborhood. Right. They like to have like a half hour to an hour of solid like morning kind of playtime, wake up time before they're even going yet. So uh, we get a a little bit of a late start. It's not super late, but it's enough that then, you know, by the time you do your your math and your reading and your nature study and then, we're, oh, we're going to go have lunch and oh, we've got this play date and then there's this class and oh, mommy's home in an hour and it just, it really adds up. Well, and I think that goes into the next challenge that a lot of people have is that, you know, they try to put the structure in place to be successful. And, mm-hmm. and while that's a good technique, it can also create a lot of, you know, friction because something can move, right? There's mm-hmm. There's a lack of flexibility. Oh, we can't, we can't have a play date on this day because we have all these things going on. Like, all of a sudden, our Thursdays are going to become very strange because we just had to move a class at our parent partnership from, you know, we were a Wednesday, Friday family, but now we're a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday family. Because it was bound to happen. We couldn't get away with two days. Yeah, it we, just it couldn't we're, work. We're never going to get away but, with just two but days. But that day is a very strange, long, weird day and now, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of an oddball, and it took away some of our flexibility that we're having. I mean, we, guys, take your, take your water bottles. We know you, all your moms out there have your giant water bottles. Pour a little bit out for me. My four-year-old is done with the nap. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a moment. It was it was a sad day. I, listen, I I. It but was, now our, our our afternoons are more free. We well, were we had to live within the rigid you, schedule you know when you're on the, of you, nap time. When you know you're on the sled hill, and you're still you're still going at the end, but it's like. You could just get off and walk, but you're just trying to eke out that last <laughs> bit. You're like, can I get all the way down the hill? That was me, but I couldn't. 
Well, it's all done. And, and a lot of you <laughs> folks, that if you've got a baby or a toddler yeah. or something and you have nap time, that can be really restrictive too, right? Really so you're can. trying to work within this very rigid schedule well, too of keeping the, your nap routine and, going, which and is that was really my, hard. And that was my theory for, gosh, going on four years now is really, you know, going back just to the beginning, I, I've always been um, very much an adherent to my day revolves around the nap. Because if my kid is not napping, they are not rested and they are not successful. You know, their behavior has Mm -hmm. issues and everything. So I always like to, to the detriment of like actually getting together with people, I always have to say, I gotta, I gotta go at 1230 because I gotta get home and I gotta get this kid down for a nap. Yeah. Nap time is sacred. It was sacred for me. And, and for, for a long time that, that, that window was, was nice because I, I would get a little bit of my time now. But now I've got two kids that are awake and now I've got to figure out what to do with them in the afternoon where I was working out in the afternoon and now it's becoming a little bit of a thing. So like I have to figure these things out. So my flexibility gets gets lost. And mm-hmm. and we can know that, that you guys may run into that as well. If you try to put the structure together, all of a sudden something's going to happen. Something's going to move or something's going to get out of the out of whack or, you know, you know, you, you want to now do things in the afternoon and you're like, okay, well, I have to sacrifice this other stuff now if something mm-hmm. changes. So we know that having structure could also be a, a challenge as well because there's that balance between, oh, this is the things I know I need to accomplish, but I need to have some flexibility here for, you know, just everyday things that might happen or right. having and, play dates and doing things. And we all hear, right, that children thrive on structure. Oh, yeah. And our kids are really a testament to this. And I don't know if all kids thrive on structure. I'm sure there's lots of exceptions to that rule, but our kids definitely do. So we're always striving to give them structure. Yeah. And yet our schedule is always out of whack. So that that one is, to me personally, very stressful. Yeah. I think going into this is something, and the next challenge is something that I'm actually feeling very acutely right now. And I'm having to kind of learn my way through. Like I know everybody listening to this, that's one of the big things about homeschooling is that just when you think you got it solved, I think it's true for any type of child rearing. Anytime you think you have it solved, all of a sudden there's a new, you know, something gets, you know, there's a twist or there's a change. And for me now having to educate two kids, it's starting to become a little bit more challenging because this issue of having a tailored education to every single kid and understanding that, well, I can't sit here one-on-one with my one kid, my oldest, and completely ignore my four-year-old or, you know, how do I do my four-year-old's lesson while my my eight-year-old is sitting here going, well, I, dad, what am I doing? Right. Like I, she's used to me doing one-on-one stuff with right. her all the time. And, and I'm having to really learn to say, okay, I'm starting to actually step back and look at our curriculum now a little bit and say, gosh, I need to fit stuff into our curriculum or we need to align our curriculum so that there are things that she can do autonomously now or learn to do autonomously so I can have 15 minutes to teach the next, you know, letter in the alphabet to my my four-year-old or do some, you know, a game or do some math work with her because she really wants to do it. I need to have you go over there and do something, kid. Like, go read a story. Go do this yeah. type of thing. And I need to have that structured within my curriculum. And having these tailored curriculums can be a big challenge for us with our time management. Right. How do we how do we free up time? Because if you're spending one-on-one time with one kid for an hour or two, well, then there's going to be another kid over here that you've got to spend two hours with. And all of a sudden, you exactly. spend four hours today doing homeschool. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you're... You're spending all your day then. Well, it's really hard, right? One of the, the yeah. best things about homeschool is that we can give our kids a tailored individual education, but that is a double-edged sword because 
if the more children you have and you need to give them all individual education, it's like those posts I see on like build your library families where people are like, I'm doing four levels of build your library right now with my five kids. And, you know, because they're all on different levels and I'm like, oh, you poor, poor mom or dad. Like (laughs) that is, I I could not do that. I mean, props if you're doing that. That's amazing. So, you know, juggling that individualized learning is really hard. The other thing about it is that there are constant interruptions to your time and to your day the number of distractions that can disrupt from the you know we had this lesson planned or this activity and now all of a sudden something is thrown out of whack it seems like it's more the uh the rule rather than the exception when i'm finding my eight-year-old is getting very distracted by my four-year-old when i'm doing lessons with her i'm like hey Mm -hmm. i need you to color this picture of um an assyrian soldier right Mm -hmm. that we're doing for our, our ancient civilizations um, I want you to color that and I'm going to work with her. And so I'm working with her and I, I realize she is not coloring this coloring thing and she is staring at what we're doing right. for 20 minutes. I didn't even realize it. So then I look up and go, oh my gosh, you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, I'm sorry, daddy. I was watching what you guys were doing. You know, it's like there are interruptions that come in even just within the homeschooling element, right? right. I'm starting to have to think about, okay, I need things that she can go do in another room. So she's not, you know, bothered or distracted because my Mm -hmm. four-year-old could care less about us doing a math lesson or a reading lesson. And if you have, and we have had a toddler toddling around, I mean, that is like the ultimate interruption machine, you know, or baby. I mean, you're just like, how do you ever plan and get something done? It can feel like it's a, like you're just like a rat in in a wheel. You just like keep, keep running and you're not going anywhere. And to minimize a lot of those interruptions that we knew were coming this year, especially since both of them, we knew we're going to start doing curriculums on their own. You know, we have shifted the schedules so that, you know, we have an open day on Tuesday and Thursday so that our eight-year-old can, we can focus and do homeschool while my four-year-old is at preschool. Yeah. We're trying some new strategies. The interruption thing, the challenge is is real. It's it's immense. It's really real. The last big challenge that we wanted to highlight here for, you know, time management is finding time for yourself because you, you know, you, you find time for everybody else, right? And your homeschool and your kids and your house and your spouse and all these things and finding time to care for yourself, to have your own hobbies and things is like what hobbies, you know, afterthought. Um, And I think, we, we do a pretty good job of prioritizing our hobbies and keeping ourselves kind of grounded in the things that make us happy outside of being parents yep. and, you know, being here, which obviously makes us happy. But, you know, you need to have your own kind of individual things that you love and that, that you know, are fulfilling to you. But that's a really important piece. It's like you got all this other stuff going on. How, yeah. how in the world do I find time? I remember we we um, we interviewed Christina Garner for yeah. Blossom and Root. She's like, yeah, I get up at like 430 every morning and there's like this hour and a half stretch or whatever. She's like, this is me time. And that's how she had to do it. Like she had to find a time that was ridiculously early in the morning before anyone in her house was awake to have her own time. Uh, I mean, props, I could never get up that early and do that. But, you know, like you may have to go to extreme measures. And and I think it's just, it's really tough. It's really tough to prioritize yourself because I feel like we're the first ones that get cut. Oh, all the time. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss my kid's swim lesson because I haven't had a chance to take a soothing bath this week. You know, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to miss that opportunity. I mean, yes, maybe I won't clean the house, (laughs) you know, and I'll instead take a soothing bath, but really our kids and our family obligations typically come first and ourselves, we usually come last. So those were the challenges that we 
you know, a lot of us may face. And, and obviously we're giving anecdotal stories about, you know, our experience. But obviously when you're listening to this, you know, you can extrapolate your own challenges and everything. And they're yeah. probably very similar in, in the nature of, you know, the, the theme of the challenge. Obviously, you know, how it, it actually manifests in your life is maybe a little bit different. But let's start to talk a little bit about strategies, some high-level strategies on on what we can do to be better. Because, you know, just being prepared, you know, like we've talked about, you know, me being prepared or or doing all these little things, you know, you know, um, we've talked about the Google calendars that we've done before and everything. There's a lot of things you can do to help make yourself mm-hmm. successful. So let's talk, start with the first one, which is just goals. Right. Having those 30,000 foot goals set for you, I think can help drive you in a moment where you are uncertain right we've talked about this well with, it's it's how yeah. you it's a cut line it is yeah. to, to speak in corporate right you yeah. know i'm a program manager and this is what we do we have a cut line and things that we we've got the highest priority things yep. and at some point there's a line and everything below that doesn't get done today exactly. or doesn't get done this week or this year or whatever it is. Yeah. And this is a personal cut line. This mm-hmm. is for your homeschool. These are those those clear educational goals. We've talked about this on a few shows about having really meaningful metrics for yourself, really meaningful goals. You know, hey, this is the year that I want my child to start reading independently yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. You know, whatever your big goals are, really clear objectives. And, you know, what's most meaningful to your family? And in these goals, it's not just your homeschool, but it's the other parts of your family. Hey, it's you know our one of our top goals is for our child to make a few more friends this yeah. year whatever it is like our, our right? youngest i would like to see her cultivate her own little friend network right yes. yeah right now her friend network is completely based on her sister's friends and yeah. so she's got some sibling friends but basically her sister's friends are her friends yeah. and you know it was funny earlier tonight you were like your your one mission next time you drop her off from preschool is to get with friend. this one girl's mom and get her phone number so that she can have a play date because she says that's her best friend at school and yeah. she wants to have a play date it's like okay so you know whatever your goals are having those in mind really helps you make that cut line decision because you know spoiler alert you can't do it all no you can't and i think as homeschool parents we we get into the trap of thinking we can do it all. I think the parents that are working and sending their kids to school, they've accepted that that they, they can't do it all long ago. Right. But once we decide to stay home with our kids and start this, there's a, there's a brief period of time where we're like, we could do everything. We have so much time now. I could do all the things I always wanted to we do. We have eight extra hours. <laughs> and, and you realize really quickly that that time is just, like sucked right away oh, that you are so busy vaporized in minutes in in good ways in yeah. ways that are meaningful to your family but having some clear goals will help you kind of decide you know make your own personal cut line where do things fall right if if having dinner together as a family every night is incredibly important to your family yeah. put it on your put it on your cut line that that, that one's going to make the grade and, and maybe you can't do the swim lesson at that time right? right that so maybe you don't do evening sports and you instead do some sort of a homeschool uh swim or something that is done during the day right we have like a local aquatic center they do homeschool lessons they were waitlisted, so we couldn't get in but you know because you like, had to sign up at five in the morning who's up at five in the morning I'm not me so, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, like, what's most important to your family? Is yeah. it is it most important to your family that you have one night a week where your family always plays board games? This is my dream. You know, <laughs> so some of these things we're going to talk about is these strategies are things we're not, we're personally not great at, but I think they're good strategies and I think they're aspirational things for even us to try to get to. Well, you know, one of the things that a uh, strategy for I would always encourage people is efficiency. This is something that I, mm-hmm. I, I, 
I love this. Like geeking you out. You geek out on this. I geek out on efficiency. If you can save 30 seconds, you know, for me, that's everything. There was a, I think there was a great story like Bill Gates timed how long it took for Windows to start on a PC. And it was like two minutes. And mm. then he's like, I do this every day. And then he just did a quick calculation for his, and he goes like, I, I lose years of my life waiting for these stupid computers to start off. Is that why they invented sleep mode? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no. And like quicker ways to start the computers. Like I, why should be people be waiting this long? And like those like the little things like that, I think I just love and I geek out. And that's one of the reasons why I spend so much time in the evening, like tonight, I'm going to plan out my whole day tomorrow. I'm probably going to make lunches. I'm going to make all these things just so that I don't have to do it in the morning. I don't have to make any decisions tomorrow. All the homeschooling decisions are going to be made today. I'm going to pull out all the curriculum. I'm going to get my backpack all set up. I'm going to get everything ready mm-hmm. so that tomorrow it just runs, right? Like I'm just going to like try to get it. It's just like a running start. Well, because here's the thing. Yeah. That lunch that you're going to spend five minutes or less right now making could take you 20 minutes to make tomorrow between all the distractions yeah. and the questions from children and all the stuff socks and, and shoes socks and shoes potty potty oh potty, my gosh socks and shoes socks i'm just and shoes, like potty, potty, potty. it's 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 so complex the nights where we can get our kids to set out the clothes they're going to wear in the morning with the socks that they're going to wear because i don't know why our kids can never find socks there's a whole drawer they each have a drawer full of socks but when you say like go find go get some socks on they're like i don't know you know or they'll wear dirty socks which is just awesome Awesome. so you know (laughs) this episode of homeschool together is brought to you by locherman oh my gosh so so you know this is a real this is a real issue and for me i know i don't it's not like i have a processing i don't have a processing issue in general but i have a really hard time with getting a lot of inputs at the same time. And it's I didn't... weird. It's weird because you are you are the project manager, the time management guy. No, no, it's not gal. it's not it's not having a lot of balls in the air. That's not my problem. Oh, the problem is a bunch of things coming at me at once. I can't my brain, I don't know if it's because I'm in my forties now, my brain cannot process all these things. <laughs> yeah, forties brain. I do, I, it's like I got mommy brain ever since we had the second one. The first one I was fine with. And I think it's because there was only one of them saying mommy, mommy, mommy all the time. But now that we have two and they're both coming at you, like I could be trying to do something really simple, make a really simple dinner, or pack a lunch or something. And I've got kids talking at me from both sides and I've got the dog needs to be fed yeah. and stuff's going on. And I've I'm trying this. to think about myself and I, my you know brain I, you know shuts chuck, down. You know, I chuckle in the corner when this happens. <laughs> I, I, I literally, and sometimes I, I, I feel like a like a horrible mom, but I yell at them. The other day, I just, I physically, I couldn't take it. And I yelled at them really harshly because I was getting multiple inputs and the little one was well, the, trying no, to touch the, the, pool chlorine. And I was like, no, then she, then she locked you out of the house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it was not my finest parenting moment. But my point is <laughs> about all this is that you doing these things tonight yeah. when the kids are in bed and you have a few minutes makes you so much more efficient tomorrow because you can get these things done super quick. You can be organized. You have the time to think and to be able to process all of that stuff. And then tomorrow when everything is chaotic, you can be present for the chaos and not be thinking about these other things. So whenever possible, I'm I'm ready to handle the new interruption. Exactly. Whenever possible, if we can get things done the night before, or, you know, in a time when it's quiet, we are so much more efficient later. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to figure out what page of the homeschool book you're on, while the kids are both coming at you with, what's for lunch? What are we going to do? Yep. What's dinner? What are we going to do this afternoon? They're asking you constantly, like you're the cruise director, like what is the next thing happening? 
It's like if you were trying to figure out where you're at in the curriculum at the same time, yeah. it's so frustrating. Well, and if you're and having you to, lose your whole sense, if of you're balance. having yeah, if you're having to make the the important decision, what lesson are we on? Oh, I got to go get that manipulative over there, or I've got to go get that you know worksheet for that that lesson over here. If you've already done that work, you don't have to worry about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like you present the curriculum, you're prepared. You say, would you like to do reading? Would you like to do math? Or would you like to do ancient civilizations? You know, it's like you get to make the decision. Mm -hmm. Other things too that I like about being efficient is um, using the found time, you know, because a lot of times like we're, hey, we're reading, um, you know, Poppy right now and we're behind a little bit and I've got to start reading Charlotte's Web soon. So I got to like hurry and get through Poppy. And if you, if you are not following us, head on over to YouTube and watch our videos about ancient civilizations. But it's a book we're reading right now. And I'm trying to get through it. I'm like, okay, I can read at breakfast time when they're eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. And when your sister is doing swim class and we're in between, you know, the handoff, I can read you another chapter. Or like, hey, we're at dance class. Let's read another chapter here while you're wait while sister's in dance class. Right. Like I'm taking the opportunities to move the ball forward on the curriculum and all the duties that we have to do by by being prepared and having that right. stuff ready and going okay tomorrow i may have some open i might have a 10 minute session right here at this time of the day i'm going to bring the book today tomorrow and put it in my backpack cuz if there's that 10 15 minutes i'm going to take advantage of that right and i'm going to do the reading and it's there. not like we've scheduled the whole thing it's no. not like that it's just that you know in basic this is what i've got tomorrow yeah. i'm going to tackle things in this order and i'm going to take a couple of extra pieces of work with me in case i end up with some time which we often do end up with a little bit of time that we didn't plan on well and more often than not it's it's a case of okay, here's all the curriculum I got to do tomorrow. I think I can do that in the morning. And more often than not, by the end of that morning, I, I got something left on the end. There's something remaining that we got to do. Oh, you know, do I want to leave Right Start Math to the afternoon? Well, there's more work in that. I would rather do that in the morning when she's fresh. All, all of my reading tomorrow, I only have like, she's got to read some words and some mm -hmm. sentences. That's easy for her. Let's leave the easier work for that that more difficult time and let's pull in the math work here so I can do this. Just being efficient with how I right. make my decisions. And, and go. when is your best time to work with your kids? Exactly. I know a lot of moms that love to get up early in the morning and have their coffee before the family gets up yep. and that's the time they do their planning yep. and here's what we're going to do if for If I day. was up early enough like that, then maybe I would do all my preparation work then. So it's not like you have to do it the night before. I just find that that's my best time to do that and you know, nobody's bothering me. I can prep everything and I can be ready. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to, my brain doesn't have to be whatever. Like I can just open up my phone, check some email, check, see how much money I lost in crypto last night. <laughs> and then I could just go forward with my day and, and do my homeschooling. Well, right. right. And you know, the other thing is that you can find ways to do things in creative, <laughs> yeah. A creative manner, like yeah. you know, for Charlotte's Web, we found a great audiobook, and so I think we might just do that in the car because we have a lot of driving coming up in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Well, it's and like, we've already read that book to her before, and so it's like, ah, do I want to sit down and read this again? I know you read it, but I haven't right. read it to her, so maybe I want to read it to her. Too. Well, right, just but read... you know, audiobooks are great, and we love to listen to audiobooks exactly. in the car. And when there's a lot of car time coming up, it's like, hey, boy, you know, if we look at this, a lot of these kids' books, it's like that's a six-hour audiobook. Like, man, we're gonna be in the car for at least six hours in the next two weeks. 
boom, we'll just do this as an audiobook and we can all get to enjoy it. I find sometimes when I'm reading aloud to the kids and I'm having to do all the voices because they demand, they demand the quality, yes, they do. Um, that I'm, I, it takes me out of the story a little bit because I'm thinking about whose voice was whose. And, you know, when I'm listening to it and it's a good audiobook reader, I'm like, yeah, great, let's just do that. So if you can be a bit more efficient and think about, think about those, those real like time sucks in your day, and this is something that we've always kind of looked at. It's like, what is the thing that ends up taking us the longest time? Like, for example, um, you know, going to cook dinner and we pull out a piece of meat and it's frozen. Okay, so now I've got to work at thawing this meat and I've got to deal with all these pieces. It's like, okay, wait, if I could just, you know, cook, pre-cook some meat, put that in the freezer, yeah. that would be great. Or we found that we started to buy pre-cooked bacon because we we're like, man, I'm in the morning or whenever and I'm thank, having to make you, bacon. Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Costco. I'm like, Hey, we'll pay just slightly more for pre-cooked bacon because then we just heat it up and I don't have to worry about that. And I don't have to clean up after it. And there's sometimes you have to like look for those little efficiencies. So if you're really struggling with your day, Check out where some of the time gets sucked away. Yeah. I know that some of the time just gets completely eaten well, up with our kids it, trying to pick out what outfit they want to wear. That's be, your kid's problem. Yeah. You know, maybe do it the night before or and something. And be careful when you when you become more efficient in something that you don't immediately fill that with something else. The goal is is to remove inefficiencies. And stress. And stress without backfilling more more stuff. Like, oh, I right. now have an extra 15 minutes. I'm going to do this new thing. Sometimes just saving the 10 or 15 minutes Enjoy those ten or fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. Like, like you're you're already doing enough. You're doing plenty. If you've made yourself more efficient, enjoy the efficiencies. It doesn't mean you have to backfill with mm-hmm. something else because it's just adding more and more stress. Yeah. Like sometimes we'll do our read aloud. If I can't find an audiobook, I'll do it as the bedtime read aloud. So exactly. it's like, okay, great. I I'm, I'm doing something for homeschool here. Uh, you know, we were doing uh, Egyptian mythology. I was reading that at night so that that wasn't part of what you had to do. And uh, you know, if we're gonna watch a movie together as a family, hey, if that could be aligned with the curriculum, then okay. You know, all the better exactly um next thing would be creating a a schedule i think that's something that can help a lot of people if you are feeling like you're scatterbrained putting together a schedule Mm -hmm. google you know google schedule like we have i'm using the google calendar you know a poster board board as well so you know find what works for your family if it's a daily schedule or a weekly schedule don't schedule down to the 15 minutes don't do that this is guidelines this is guidelines like okay here's the general movements of our day like here's here's the morning homeschool block we have a four-hour window right and here's the things that we need to do and it also really helps for our kids they love seeing what's coming up because especially our our older daughter now that she's almost eight she's like hey i see that if i do my 20 minutes of reading that means that i get 20 minutes of lego so she'll actually proactively be like Oh, no, uh, dad, go work with a sister here. I'm just going to take care of my reading right now. You know, like she's like looking for the efficiencies too because she wants more free time. Yeah. So we can kind of get our kids involved in that. And if you have a schedule posted, it's it's really helpful for them to be able to kind of see the movements and be prepared. Because that's the other part of the day is that, you know, kids don't love when you change course on them, change direction. Yeah. When you have it on the wall, like, hey, this is what we're doing. And they understand. We used to uh, go over our, our schedule for the next day with our daughters before they went to bed. Because our older, when she was like five, six, she had a really hard time with getting on board with what the plan was going to be. So exactly. the night before we say, okay, tomorrow, this is what's happening, you know. And so 
having something on the schedule or going over the schedule the night before or in the morning and saying, this is what our day entails, helps get everybody on the same page about what we're going to do and can help, you know, transition between activities a little bit easier. Um, and you know, when you're making a schedule too, the, the best part about it is you quickly see where you have these milestones you have to hit in your schedule. Like, okay, we've got swim at four yeah. o'clock or whatever. You so I mean, using time blocks in order yeah. to block out and the so time. And so like, yeah. that's what you have and you've, you've got that piece and we have to do this class that we take at 10 a.m. It's like, okay, so you can block in the things that have to be there. And then you have this cut line that you've got of all the stuff you want to get done yeah. and the important things and the fun. And, and some of the cut line stuff is fun. You know, I want our kids to have at least an hour of quiet time every day. I and mean, that's yeah. on our cut line. You know, it's, there and you can kind of play with the blocks and find where it works and so we have we have a weekly schedule yeah we're starting to structure in open days as well like our mondays right. are wide open day mondays are our field trip day where you get yeah. to do something fun it's an open day you could do and you can take a friend with you so that's kind of a play date and a field trip in one yep. Yep. um so you're kind of doing both but we we have it blocked as a week because we don't have a consistent day because of our classes at our parent partnership. Yeah. Every single day is different for us. They're all different. And yeah. so we found that the best way to do it was we've got a whole month on Google Calendar. So we know the big movements going on. And then we have a weekly schedule that we kind of have an understanding of what the blocks are. And our kids have an understanding of, oh, okay, it's a Tuesday. This is what happens on Tuesdays. Yeah. And we have essentially, it helps. instead of a daily flow, we have a weekly flow. And being a weekly flow requires you to be, I think, a real to think about the time blocking, like you kind of said, is really think about your homeschooling as these chunks of time or activities or chunks of time that it, you don't have a daily schedule that's the same. You're not going to have the same rhythms every single day. You know, even just working out schedules between the two of us is like, okay, uh, do you have a Monday? Oh yeah, you have the Monday. Okay, I'll do it in the afternoon here. Oh, on yeah. Wednesday you're here, so I'll do my workout in the morning. Like we're ha even having to, you know, yeah, you can't do, you know, a lot of us like to do the same thing every morning. I want to get up and do my whatever and do my whatever. Sometimes you don't have those type of luxuries yeah, based on your schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next thing would be to prioritize in your tasks. Obviously, you talked about a cut line, um, and you do. You want to have these tasks that are prioritized. What is the most important thing? You know, like what you said earlier, um, is it important for you guys to have dinner every single night? You know, as a family, we love that. We love sitting down and having dinner. We love it. There's only one meal a day that we get to all sit around together and have, you know, as a family. And for us, that's very important because we get to chat and talk. Mm -hmm. We get to talk about, oh, hey, we're going to, like tonight when we went for a walk yep. after after dinner. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a great time for us to kind of catch up for you and I to talk um, and, and, you know, just find out what's going on in the right. day. And know. we had to move it below the cut line exactly. because our girls are both in activities that conflict and we're in two different places for yeah. this short period of time. Once I'm done with rehearsals, we won't be. So we were like, okay, well, for, for right now, it's not making the cut. Yeah. But, you know, in general, it is. It is something that we want to do every night together. Well, and it's kind of funny because I, you know, I spent my professional life back when I was, you know, working and I was a product owner for software teams and my whole job was to set priority of tasking. Like, okay, I need these features in or I need these bugs fixed and, and this and that. And so setting priority is like, it's almost a sixth sense for me because mm -hmm. it's just like, I immediately know what is the highest priority item and those are the things I work on. This is sort of like a, yeah, kind of a Kanban methodology, and maybe one day I'll do a, we'll do an episode on Kanban. You keep you keep teasing it keep to people. Teasing You've it. been teasing it for it's, like three years. I know it's like it's, we're gonna do a Kanban episode. It's my favorite. It's my favorite methodology. My friend, I I, I taught him how to do the Kanban. He calls it the uh, the booze board at his house, <laughs> and uh, and they and they do it. They 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 love it, and it helps them with the prioritization because a lot of times you can forget 
you know, what is the most important thing to do? Um, and then you end up having like 50 things that are all 10% done, right? And then, yeah. so do you want to focus on getting three or four things done? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be 10% on, on 20 things, right? right? And, and you have to really figure out what is the most important thing. And, and doing that in your homeschool is, I think, super important. Like, for example, me, you know, our ancient civilizations is a, is a key priority for me. I know you keep saying, hey, we, it's okay. We can spend extra time here and there. I like the curriculum. I like the ancient civilizations. I love doing it. It's a big piece of our Tuesday and our Thursday with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love learning about another ancient civilization. She's asking for it. We yeah. love it. And so for me, that's a really high priority to get that. Right. We're moving so fast through math right now. It's not even funny. I'm not even worried about it. You know, all about reading now is starting to really cruise at a good it's speed. It's doing okay. And so I'm really focusing like, okay, this has become the highest priority thing for right. us. But we bought science. We wanted to yeah. do Blossom and Roots uh, year one science, Wonders of the Earth and Sky. And we still tend to do it. Yeah. But for the moment, it's falling below our cut line exactly. because we're doing nature, which is a science study with Build Your Library. And Fr- we, Fridays are turning out to be not homeschool days. We thought Fridays we're so were going to be this big day, but they ended up being very busy with scouts and other yeah. things going to see family. And so... Our week didn't quite work out the way we planned. And and for right now, knowing that we're early in the school year and we are so busy, we're like, you know, we're going to table science for right now. We're just going to do the nature study and we might pick science up in the spring or closer to the holidays. We'll see how things go. But we kind of were like, you know, the math, the reading, our social studies with and our nature study, that's coming up. Uh, above our cut line yeah exactly and it's okay to reset priority it's you know you may have an initial set of priority but you know um the the conditions may shift underneath and all of a sudden you realize three or four or five ten weeks later gosh i need to reprioritize this work because obviously this is becoming higher priority or Mm -hmm. you may have a kid go i just absolutely love this thing whatever Mm -hmm. it might be and that all of a sudden just percolates up to the top of the of the priority list, and then you have to make a, a, a you know you have to reassess things, and that is an okay thing to do um, as a strategy for you to continuously reassess your priorities through your homeschool. Because yeah, if you're balancing three or four kids, I mean, my goodness, you're going to have to balance a lot of priorities with those kids. Mm-hmm. And you may have to say, listen, um, one of you gets one priority each. And that's about it. Right? You may have to right. make decisions like that where you can't have everything. And one of the things you can do, especially like in our state, we have to teach 11 subjects. Like, well, how do you how do you do that and keep everything up in a week? A lot of people love a loop schedule. So it's like, hey, this is all the stuff I have to do. And rather than doing it via a cut line, they've just yeah, right. got this whole list and they're just going to cycle it. And that may mean that they're only touching a subject every couple of days. And if that works for their family, that's great. You know, there are some subjects we really like to touch every day. Like we t- like to touch our reading every day. And and we, we really think that that's best for our daughter. But whatever works right for your family, if you want to loop or you're like, hey, we've got our math and our reading every day. And then all the rest of our subjects are on a loop. And we're just going to go to the next one. We're just going to pick up the next book and we're going to do that. And then we're going to put it at the back when we're done. And we're just going to keep cycling. And that's okay too. That's yeah. a totally valid way to go, especially with, you know, other things that are non-core or, yeah. you know, you, you, you know, you've got a couple of really high priority things like for us are math and reading. And then maybe you've got a bunch of other stuff that's of similar priority levels. Yeah. You're not really sure. You kind of want to do it all. Your kids enjoy it. It's one of the hard things for us is our, 
our daughters really kind of enjoy everything. Yeah, they so do. Yeah. it's not like they have certain subjects that they just hate doing. They basically love most of it. So it's hard for us to make decisions. And there's a lot of things that fall in that kind of like medium priority level because they're kind of up for anything. Yeah, they are. They're, they're kind of up for any, any of the curriculum that we're doing. Right, Absolutely. which makes it a little bit tough. Next thing you can do as a strategy is to use technology. We've talked a little bit about this using like calendars, planning tools, digital planning tools, Trello. You have a, mm-hmm. a wonderful uh, playlist on Trello. I'll go ahead and link that below if you're thinking about you know digitally planning your curriculum mm-hmm. and, and all of your tasking. Using technology to help you accelerate that. You know, maybe you work a lot on your phone and you want to put your curriculum on your phone mm-hmm. and you know, help help you manage what you need to do. And maybe that's the best thing you do. Right. Maybe you have a to-do list or, or you know, you have an app that you love to use. Maybe it's like Notion or or the old Wonderlist, which is, I think, now Microsoft To-Do uh, To-Doist? To-Do, no, To-Do is what it's called. To-Doist is a different app. Oh, yeah. I can't keep it. You know, one of the things I love the most, hey, well, maybe you're going to get the main chapter book that you're reading on Kindle, and then yeah. I have the Kindle app on my phone. Exactly. So I've got the book at home, I have it on Kindle, I have it on my phone. You can read anywhere you which want. Which means yeah. anywhere we go, I have access to that book. Yep. So that's a great way for technology to work for us. We started recently doing IXL, which we're really enjoying. We're leveraging that technology because our kids really love it. Our older daughter really loves it. That's something great that we that she can do while we're working with our younger one individually. So we've yep. got some of that independent work that she can do at the same time. Starting to cultivate that as she gets older to be more independent in her mm-hmm. education, I think is a, is a big thing to, to work on. Right. So you might find some different apps that will help you in, in the individualized part of, yep. you know, in, in or independent part of their education. You might find some things that help you schedule. We love to do all of our progress in Google Drive. We love to do all of our planning in Google Drive. So I have it everywhere I'm going. When I'm sitting at the park, I could be scrolling on Facebook on my phone while the kids are playing. But instead, I'm able to look through my homeschool plans because I have it all on Google Drive. Exactly. So I'm able to like go through, I'm able to look at my calendar, I'm able to think about what we're going to do for the next day, I'm able to make plans. So really try not to, the big message is try not to duplicate effort. Yeah. If you can use digital tools, try to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next is to involve your children. You know, you know, they need to be setting their own schedules, they managing their own time, managing mm-hmm. their own tasking. It's not as true for the younger ones, but as they begin to get a little bit older, mm-hmm. they're going to be running on their own. They need to be right. reading their books. They need to be writing their composition. They need and to be... And maybe they're teaching younger children exactly. and would, and solidifying their own knowledge at the same time. Maybe they're the ones reading the chapter book. Or if you have two children coming along on a curriculum together, maybe you have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old or an eight-year-old and a four-year-old <laughs> who are going to be doing a around-the-world journey together. You know, Maybe they're going to be doing activities together. Um, coloring certain things, reading certain, maybe you'll have mm-hmm. the older kid reading to the younger kid of, of the book of the day or whatever it might be. Leveraging the other children in your family um, to help be educators and mentors, I think is a very powerful tool as you as a teacher to leverage them because you're right, you know, they can learn it, but also a great way to solidify knowledge is to teach it. And there's nothing wrong with having an older kid play a game with a younger kid or an older kid to teach a little math concept to their right. to their their sibling. It's not an everyday thing. It's not every single lesson, but once in a while it can be very special. It certainly can. And giving your kids some autonomy over their schedule with like, hey, this is the list of all the stuff we gotta get done this week. I'm a big believer of saying, 
when we get done with all this stuff, your time is your own. I I love that whole concept. If you work hard and you want to prioritize this and you want to maybe, you know, sacrifice your Lego time today because you want to get some other lessons done so that maybe you have a whole day off on Friday, you go girl, like you do it, right? I think that's great. And that teaches them some great time management skills that they can use later in life. Hey, if I can prioritize and not procrastinate my work, I can have more time for fun things that I want to do. So I think that's also great. You know, another strategy you can do is to delegate and outsource. That's a great thing. That's something that we are mm-hmm. kind of doing now with our parent partnership. Mm-hmm. Not that I am completely shifting all my reading lessons off. I'm I'm using my parent partnership to help accentuate certain things that I'm doing. And I have my oldest in a reading class who's kind of, you know, working the, the same subject from two different directions. You may have a co-op that is doing science mm-hmm. um, and you may offload all the science education to that co-op class or... Yeah. You may have this thing where you may have a parent share with a a parent down the street who's also homeschooling and you say, well, I'm good at math and you're really good at art. Can we you know, exchange kids right. for these ty- these two lessons. Right. Or you enroll in an out school class or exactly. you have a tutor or, you know, like finding somebody else to teach a subject for you frees up your time to do something else, whether that's the things you need to get done at home, whether that's your own personal care time yeah. or doing individualized, you know, work with a different student or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, we we have this kind of mentality, like we want to do it all, like I want to be there for everything. And I'm kind of starting to realize that it takes a village. So you may need to find, you know, you may need to find the other folks in the village that can help you and, and give you some more time back to your day by, you know, by helping with certain subjects. I think one of the problems with it is that that again goes to being, you could get overscheduled because now you have more commitments at specific times. So finding things that work on on the schedule that's conducive to you is really important. And, you know, oh, that's a great class, but oh gosh, it's a half an hour from here. Maybe that's not the class you enroll in because it's going to take a bunch of time to get there. Prepare prepare to leave and all that stuff. Yeah, Right. You know, we, we try to double things up when like one kid's doing something, you know, we have our one kid's in classes, the other kid is here so that we can focus on them and we can give them all that time and then they switch kind of thing. Yeah. I think something you just said there is probably really important. And I think it's something that we've kind of seen in some of the interviews that we've had before um, is this idea that as our kids get older, we're going to lose more control over their education. And I think that's something with us early learners, we, we spend so much time, you know, my whole life is devoted to helping this kid learn to read and to do math and doing the, you know, whatever the curriculum is and whatnot. And my whole life is, I am the teacher. I am, you know, I am Judge Dredd, you know. You control it all. I control it all, right? And I'm starting to learn and realize that as she gets older, she's going to have more mentors and more influencers in her life. And people who teach her things is not going to be me. And I have to be comfortable with like starting to let go and giving her those opportunities to learn certain things that I know she needs to learn from other people. Mm -hmm. Even though I sometimes feel like, oh, I'd be really good at teaching you that. But you know what? it's okay for you to go learn this thing from this person. Mm -hmm. And that frees up a little bit of time for me. And I think that's important. And and that's, you know, delegating and outsourcing as they move through, because there's going to be a time where she's going to start to want to do something that I can't do. You know, music is a great example of that. Like she's starting to take violin and I'm not a very musical person. Mm -hmm. And I'm having to really feel like, okay, I've got to find someone to help you with this because I am not the person for you. Um, Singing as well. She's in choir. And I'm like, dude, you, you, you've heard my voice. It is not something that's magically buttery. You know, it's not buttery and smooth as, as I, as I wish I would, it would be, but you know, 
off offloading those that those skills is something that I'm starting to have to come to grips with as an educator that okay maybe I'm not the perfect fit for every single lesson and you know I've started with early learners but now all of a sudden I'm starting to have to get beyond that um next thing is to block distractions you know my goodness the amount of distractions that can come in is is intense and it's really difficult to figure out how I mean you're not planning for a distraction right I mean no. that's kind of hard but one of the things you talked about earlier realizing that our older daughter is really distracted by our younger yeah we started sending her to do work in another room so that yeah. she can't be And we have this table. It's right here next to us that is perfect for that. Yeah. You know, trying to create that conducive learning environment that's free from distractions, you know, it helps us to, to focus and have time, yeah. um, you know, really minimizing all the interruptions that happen, which just constantly take our learners out of it. And then we've got to reset. You know, sometimes that means like we put the dog in our bedroom because otherwise she barks at yeah. all kinds of different cars that go by or the UPS guy or whatever. Yeah. It's like that every time that just distracts me, oh, is there a package? Oh, you know, they're like constantly being distracted. Well, by we, have, we have to be also fearful of the distractions that we are creating for our kids as well. Like whether or not we are looking at our phones while mm -hmm. maybe we should be engaged with them or watching what they're doing. Or if you do have to get up and look at your phone and they're doing some work. Like for for example, today my daughter was doing a, an assessment on the on the Right Start, and it's you know she just had to do the work right there, and it was in front of her, and I was just kind of you know proctoring essentially the mm -hmm. the assessment. And I was sitting there on my phone, and I realized, oh, she can see me just playing on my phone right. or looking up the news or or whatever it was. So I got up and said, hey, I'm just going to stand over here and you know get a glass of water, and you let me know if you need something. So I was able to get out of her way get out of her zone, not being distracting to her. So we have to think about all the various different types of distractions that can come in, not just other siblings, but we also can be the distraction in of ourselves because I know it's very hard for us to stay off our phones. You know, it's very addicting and it's very fun. And yeah, we have to be aware of that. Reading or whatever we do, they're interested in what's going on with yeah, us. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. true. I think the final thing here is probably the most important is the self-care aspect of, of this is really, you know, how do you fit that time in to take care of the things that you want to do? Like, you know, spoilers, we got a, we got a bargain basement inflatable hot tub, 50% <laughs> off Coleman special sitting outside right now is currently heating up to a ripe temperature of 95 degrees. No, it's you know, a little hotter, hopefully. Hopefully a little hotter than that. Um, so self-care, you're about to go into your jacuzzi and, and, and have a relaxing, yes. you know, read in, in, under the stars of, of Western Washington. Yeah. I think what's really important is you have to what be... Am I, what am I doing, Ariel? What am I doing? <laughs> you're going to be setting out lunch I'm plates. Gonna I'm going to be making lunches That's tomorrow. That's right. I, I think the important thing is you have to be connected with yourself enough to know yeah. when you're getting stressed and getting overtaxed. Um, for me... I, I need downtime at the end of my day. Mm -hmm. I can't just go, 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 and then go to sleep. I just, it doesn't work for me. I need to have at least one really solid good walk a day, if not like two, yep. just because I, I, I need that for myself, whether that's some time on the treadmill or that's with the family. We took a nice walk earlier down to a park and that was really great. Um, you know, I know the things that I need. You need to have your workout. Like if you don't have yes. your workout, you're just not centered for the day so we know this about ourselves we have some hobbies we have you have a night out that you go out every week you know yeah. just so you have a, a night without the kids where you don't have to think about anything you can just focus on whatever it is you want to do it's really hard to have that time to prioritize it ourselves. requires i think a good partnership too because i mean the last it's few essential. weekends you took the kids on Sunday and, and, and I had free mornings and I got to go on my long walks that I like to do my 10 15 mile walks 
and I get to listen to my audiobook and nobody bothers me and I you know get a lot of great exercise my you know, one of my lists my low intensity steady state workout um, and I love it and it's one of my favorite things to do and we were talking about things we love to do and I'm like right. I love to go on super long walks and I do it without batting an eye you're like hey you're free I'm like oh I'm gonna get all my stuff together right and you're going on a super yeah. long walk yeah it you know find the things that bring you joy yep. that decrease your stress whether and maybe that's going to lunch with a friend or you've got to go to yoga class or yeah. whatever it is for you and everybody's got different things find that thing and then make time for that you know I love I love theater yeah. and we've made you know it's a it's a pretty heavy time commitment when it's going on so we've made a commitment that I'm only going to do two shows a year so it's yeah. very strategic. It's like, okay, those are the two that I'm doing a year. I'm doing my MBA and that's really important to me, but I'm only taking one class at a time. I'm not trying to double up. I mean, I'm I'm trying to, we're trying to pull those levers and make something reasonable for ourselves while keeping, um, you know, keeping balance with our yeah. homeschool. So, and our family. So this is a, this is about getting in touch with you. And if you haven't had a night where you've had a night off and you've, whatever, then you need one. Talk to your significant other. You've got to have one. Get a babysitter. I mean, we even, we struggle a lot with date nights. We're really good about working around each other and giving each other time off, but we're not very uh, adept at getting time off together. And now that our kids are getting a little older, we're starting to work out some like parent shares with other families where we can be like, we'll take your kids and then you take our kids next weekend. I mean, yeah, there's sometimes... Starting to work out. Like I think yesterday, we I don't think we had a really... Like a meaningful, we we talked a little bit because we had a, a little little handoff, but I don't think I saw you no all day yesterday because yeah. I fell asleep early last night. And, right, and when I got home, you were already uh, so yeah. We didn't have theater. any meaningful conversation other than uh, the little blue blips on the text messages. Right, which was a really weird day for us. We it always was. kind of sync up during the day, and that's one of the times that you and I usually need. I didn't feel very centered when I went to bed last night because yeah. I was like, I didn't get to talk to you, and that was yeah. just really strange. So. Find what it is that brings you your center and make sure that you prioritize that is just as important as everything else because it's it's the first thing to get cut. I know yeah. it is. It's it is for us, it is for you, I'm sure. Yep. But you you have to look at it F- find, it's just find as important. Some, find something in some type of cadence that is sustainable. I, we all know that everybody has different situations and stuff. And maybe you can't have one night off a week like I do. Maybe it's every other week or once a yeah. month. Whatever it is, find whatever that is and, and start to put it in place and 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 really value yourself because I, I think the only way to sustain such a long effort like this, which is homeschooling, whether you're considering doing it for one year or you're going to go the distance like we are, it's you've got to have your time. You cannot sacrifice 18 years of your life, uh, you know, shepherding two children um, through this yeah, long process yeah. and completely ignoring yourself along the way. It's not worth it. You have to figure out some time for yourself. And I think that's, anyway, we did a whole month on self-care. Yeah. You it's, won't be at your best if you don't yeah. have time to keep yourself centered. Yeah. So and, and if you're at your best or you're at, you know, marginally close to your best, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we all are, you know, I'm running at 80% and that's okay. Um, you know, that's good for your kids. And if you're running yeah. at top speed or, you know, moderately top speed, it's going to help your kids and it's Absolutely. going to help your performance to your children. And I think that's the most important thing about self-care is that it's investing in you so that you can then invest in your children. And it's, it's a partnership. And your marriage and all yeah, of it. Yeah, all of it. All I think it. It, it all, it all stems, right? That, that, that kind of pyramid. Yeah. So, and then the last thing we'd want to leave you with before we, we go about time management is take a, 
take a, a time, what is it? Is it a week or a month or whatever? I like weekly because it, it's something that's near enough that I can really do it. And you want to kind of do a, a postmortem, yeah, right. you know, and this could be five minutes. I'm not saying that you take a bunch of time, but you really have to at some point sit down and we do this pretty often. We'll sit down yeah. at the end of the week and be like, what was tough this week? How are we feeling? Did we feel like we had enough time? What changes do we make for next week? And it could be a very short conversation as, oh yeah, this week was crazy because we had so much stuff. Next week's going to be better. But it's kind, of, it's kind of built into our curriculum because at the end of the week, very often is the end of a, a week of the right, library curriculum. And you know, it's a great talking point for us to say, right, well, how a, did the week go? What can we do better next right. week? Right. And sometimes it's like, oh, you know, next week's going to be really busy. I think maybe I'll make some extra meals on Sunday because we need to do that. Whatever it is, you need to be auditing this fairly regularly because time management is not one of those things that you can just like set it and forget it because our lives are so dynamic and things yeah. are changing all the time. So make sure that as you try to find your balance and you try to find the time to do all the things that are important to you, that you kind of regularly come back and sit down with your spouse, you know, or sit down yourself even and kind of go, or, yeah, what or another, worked or what? Another what mom that maybe is coming along with you. I mean, Absolutely. it doesn't have to be, just has to be somebody who's a sounding board to help you move to the next level. Right. Like, did you have enough time this week? What wasn't working? And, yeah. you know, sometimes I I need that perspective from you or you need it from me of like, let's not stress about this. This was, yeah. wasn't one of the important things or whatever. So I think you, you need that time to reflect. So we hope that this is really helpful and that you can find the, the time to get things done that are most important to you and that you can decrease your stress. You have yeah. proper expectations about what you're going to get done. That's the thing too is like, knowing what's really feasible in a week and how much I can really expect to get done reduces my stress because then I'm not thinking, I'm not constantly playing catch up with all the things I didn't get done that I had on my list. But I think this is, you know, it's very funny when you get into homeschooling, you think, oh, I got to pick curriculum. I got to figure out how to organize my homeschool room and everything. And really after like three or four weeks of homeschooling, it all falls down into time management. How do I manage all this (laughs) stuff? Like this is really what homeschooling is all about. It's not about, you know, picking the perfect curriculum or doing whatever. It's it's really like, how do I manage my day to day? How do I, I how do I make it successful? Done? How do I get all these things done? Find the joy, right? We want this yeah. to be a joyful experience for our kids. Because we're so amped up about the curriculum at the beginning. Like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Fireworks, <laughs> it's 4th of July. It's amazing. Yeah, oh, this curriculum then, is so beautiful. And then you're like four months into it and you're like, yeah, we're on lesson 87 now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, it's just, it's just a glaze of, of lessons. Like you're looking out in the past, you're like the horizon is just like another 87 lessons to go. <laughs> it's not that it's not good. And it's not that it's not I'm talking, all... I'm talking about you right start math. You get to lesson number 70. You're looking in the forward. It's like as far uh, as it is in the yeah. rear view mirror. <laughs> I think it's just, it's a process like everything. Homeschooling yeah. is more more akin to life than it is akin to school. And I I think that there's very few people who do time management well in their lives. And then you've just (laughs) amped it up by adding all of these schooling responsibilities too. So it's it's, it's an incredibly tough thing. We got to call it the homeschooling business. Like, cause you're in there, you're mad. You're the CEO of the the business. You got these, these unruly employees are constantly destroying things. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get the work done by the end of the week. You got to, you got a schedule to keep. You gotta open the doors, it's, you gotta close the doors, you gotta you got customers coming in. Yeah, it's just it's so <laughs> darn complicated, I can't even express. And we are, you know, four years into our homeschooling journey now. Yeah. So 
we can kind of chuckle a little bit about this. It was so much easier when we had one and, and she was so little that she wasn't in a lot of activities and things. Yeah, and, yeah. and now we have two and now they're older and they're in activities and there's parent partnership and there's scouts and there's things and there's you know blah, 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 blah. There's all of this stuff all going this on stuff, and friends yeah. and, and things. We don't want to lose the joy. Yeah. And we would, I would never want somebody to stop homeschooling because they just couldn't couldn't figure out the time and just yeah. felt like they were running and they were constantly behind and yeah. not getting things done. So well, I can tell you what, it's very helpful to have you around kiddo. Thanks so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I try. I plan a lot. And then you're like, I can't get it all done. I can't get the plan all done. I'm like, that's cool. We'll just do some on the weekend. We'll Some will spill into Monday. You're like, no, no, it's a week's worth and we're supposed to be done on Friday. I'm like, says who? <laughs> chill out, man. It's cool. Hey, I'm here to remind you. I'm, I'm supposed chill. to be the Han Solo here. You're the late. You know, sometimes I just, I'm like, is this critical path? No, let's just chill. It's cool, right? It's all cool. And that, and at the end of the day, you need to remember yeah. that too. If there's something you didn't get to this week, please don't beat yourself up. There's always Saturday and Sunday. There, You know, there's always next week. It's okay. There's nobody keeping score. It's fine, no, it's, right? It's sort of like the was it whose line is it anyway, where the, the numbers don't mean anything. And yeah, the, the points no, don't matter. Yeah, the points don't matter. Right. It, it's 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 not right. The whole goal here is for us to develop critical thinkers, yeah. lifelong learners, kids who have had a joyful experience of childhood where there was time to discover and explore yeah. and play and grow and and do this all su- supported and loved, you know, and engaged and all this stuff, right? And all those words, none of that has to do with score. No. None of that has to do with how fast did you get something done, right? And I I just, I think, I think we inta- get so caught up in yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's all the intangibles. It's all the stuff when we ask our daughter what she loves the most about homeschooling, she doesn't say getting an A on my right start math test, she that's she, not she was worried if she had an a she she got an a minus today you know what i mean right <laughs> I, know, I, know. I mean what she likes most is she's like oh it's sitting with daddy oh it's being yeah, with mommy yeah, right yeah. those are the things that she really loves and we get so caught up in our our to-do list that's three miles long <laughs> and all the stuff we have to do and the expectations and who we thought we would be when we started homeschooling and what we thought we would do and that it was going to look this way and our kids were going to be acceler- excelling and everybody says homeschool kids are, you know, reading above level and doing all these things. And so you're like keeping up with the Joneses of other homeschool kids <laughs> and you're trying to prove your mother-in-law wrong who said that she, you should never homeschool your kids because they were going to turn out weird and they were never going to learn cursive. Forget mothers-in-law. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like... I have, actually have a great mother-in-law, but you know what I mean? Like it's all this weight and all this pressure and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, hopefully some of these tips help you manage your time better. Yeah. But if you still feel like you're, you're running and running, just put it all in perspective. Cause that's not the important stuff. Yep. All here, the sports, here. all the tutoring, all of the, the dates and things. That's, that's not the stuff to remember. Connect with your purpose and remember why you're homeschooling. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!